वेलकम टू द पॉडकास्ट साइंस ऑफ हाई पेड हाई परफॉर्मिंग हैप्पी इंजीनियर्स द शो टू हेल्प इंजीनियर्स डिवेलप ऑल स्किल्स नॉन टेक्निकल माई नेम इज़ अदित्य गुते एंड आई एम अ स्पीकर एंड अ परफॉर्मेंस कोच फॉर इंजीनियर्स टू ट्रांसफॉर्म दम इन टू रॉक स्टार्स बिकॉज आई बिलीव देर इज अ रॉक स्टार हाइडिंग इन साइड ईच वन ऑफ यू एंड इट जस्ट नीड्स टू बी ब्रॉट आउटसाइड टू अनकवर your full potential as an engineer today on this show we are interviewing krishna kumar tiwari he is a 40 under 40 data scientist architect at in bombay and founder of ml ai community he is a strong believer in making the future bright by building intelligent platforms he has consulted and worked with several sta- startups as well as fortune 500 companies like oracle he also acts as a key contributor and editor editor for three famous publications towards data science being human and kd nuggets welcome krishna kumar for today's show we're so super glad to have you thanks aditya thanks for having me here uh, looking forward for the great session today yeah absolutely we're super glad to have you So tell me you know how do you, how did you get started in this career as data scientist and and recently you won an award for 40 under 40 so and, and many many you know of any of the engineers uh, the new thing the new buzzword is like becoming a data scientist so so tell us how you tell us a little bit about your journey great so uh, i can say that i uh, have been doing data mining and machine learning from last decades uh, from my college days when i was in iit guwahati uh, at that time i have chosen a course called machine learning and data mining because at that time you can choose what kind of projects you want to take and uh, during uh, my machine learning course i did few the assignments i uh, i can say that that was the starting of basically uh, my interest toward machine learning and at that time ai was not a kind of a buzzword uh, but machine machine learning was definitely kind of a buzzword at that time also people were talking about information retrieval data mining and machine learning and uh, uh, those assignments were actually kind of it was that interesting that that lead me to basically choose my masters project also in the machine learning field itself and uh, uh, after that uh, in 2010 uh, i got selected as a, selected as a extreme blue intern uh, in the ibm ibm research lab and that was i can say that that was my first kind of a machine learning professional experience so to summarize if i see my starting was last decade itself and uh, that also i want to thank iit guwahati my professor vijayvi shardi and uh, ibm research lab for getting me started in this domain and uh, uh, i think that was the right decision to do because uh, uh, today i am i can say that uh, uh, i am in a phase right now that uh, i am doing I, what i wanted to do actually so that is the kind of phase i am in right now and uh, this is because of this early start yeah yeah and that's great story i mean you uh, what you just said especially towards and you're doing what you really wanted to do and you probably did not see that uh 10 years ago when yeah. you were taking the course it just happened because uh it, it seemed interesting not sure where this takes you to because ai and data scientists is not such 
famous buzzwords like you know 10 years ago and i feel that i'm lucky enough that uh, i'm in a, this kind of a phase yeah uh, you have created uh, your uh, new platforms uh, so how did this all work out for you right uh, when i joined industry after college when i completed my college and my internship uh, i joined as a software engineer okay so if you see uh, uh, around 2011 i was working as a java developer itself uh, pretty much working on oracle databases working on enterprise manager kind of setups okay and uh, this way uh, if i see my current role at inmovi which is a kind of an architect role uh, here i deal with uh, uh, kind of problems which are well known problems of adtech and which google and facebook are plan- uh, basically solving it okay and in movies in a place where uh, maybe uh, ad network it's a kind of a place where if you if you're playing some kind of a game like subway surfer or something uh, so you can assume that if you're getting an ad there's a higher chance that you're getting it from in movie okay and uh, we are in direct competition with uh, google facebook in this domain and we are doing quite good like if you see we are quite good in china market and all those things so this gives this particular competition or this particular domain gives an opportunity to inmobi also and to me also that we are dealing with a problems which are which are challenging enough which are tough enough which facebook and google other players are solving in, in this domain for example uh, problems like uh, click through rate or having a right demand and supply match or maybe a right targeting of user how to show a right ad to a particular user based on the user profile uh, uh maybe a kind of a creative which works for maybe aditya that is working for krishna or not maybe that can be decided and similarly that can be customized also right so these all becomes the applications of uh, machine learning deep learning and all those things so if you see Uh, if you go to this site this has quite of good interesting engineering problems also because if i see in mobi traffic you get uh, billions of ad request so you need to deal with the scale also and at the same time you need to learn and you need to be smarter enough to serve those ads right so that way uh, you have some good interesting engineering problems and you have some good interesting well known data science problems and when i say the well known data science problem that becomes uh, that is i can say that is the beauty of it because at that time uh, when you go and check that okay if i i need to look solve for click through rate prediction then there are many people there are a lot of research happening in this domain so you have both the opportunities you can you can do generate something new in this particular field or you can use the existing techniques which works well in the system okay and that's what uh, uh, it gave me an opportunity here that uh, coming from an engineering background who understand all these systems and who is interested in the data science side in in mobi gave me an opportunity to basically work on all these kind of problems with my team and uh, uh, that gave me an exposure of end to end building all these models okay and that's what i like the most because that is that is that is i can say that is the unique value proposition you can create when you're in the data science world uh, and the other thing is like uh, uh, when you're dealing with a kind of a scale and if you are building a model and if you are able to generate some kind of a value some kind of a dollar value or uh, that makes 
uh, that is far far better than uh, doing some kind of an assignment which you are doing it your college college side mm-hmm. or something you are trying at uh, uh, your home and maybe some kind of assignment because uh, there it will you will not see the exact dollar amount but here when you solve some kind of problem you will see that okay how much or revenue how much dollars are coming because of this okay so that also is a great uh, opportunity for an engineer or a engineer who is a kind of a move to a data science side to basically see that okay now my engineering system is making was making x number of dollars i make some models and that is because of that it is generating maybe y number of dollars and this is a jump you can project absolutely yes. and then you can also ask you ask your manager for a pay rise because you're yeah. generating more money with your models. Yeah, that, yeah that, it's that. an easy. <laughs> yeah. but, but tell me more about that. You know, as engineers, I mean, I have no idea about data science. I'm, I'm, I'm purely a, I was a, I used to work as a backend engineer. So uh, as an engineer, it's hard to predict. I mean, know the kind of impact your products are making. But what you're suggesting is actually in, in the role you're, that you're serving right now, uh, you can see the dollar value, and that's a huge motivating factor. I can understand why it is a hugely motivating compared to some project that you're doing at work at at your school. So uh, tell me how that you know how how you uh, how that's possible. Right. So actually, uh, uh, if I see my experience within Mobi, uh, many times when you get a request from a product or business, it will be kind of a request that uh, you want to. Uh, we want to increase the revenue of the company or maybe you want to hit this particular ta- target in this quarter, right? Uh, that is not a data science problem actually. So when this is the kind of outcome you want to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So it means if I'm able to achieve this outcome, I'm able to generate that extra dollars. Okay. Right. Now, when it comes that when this problem statement comes to, comes to you as an engineer or a data science, uh, the first thing which comes to the mind is, what we can do as a data science here? What kind of a science I can apply here? Okay. And if you are able to crack this answer that, okay, no, uh, I know that, okay, this is, I need to, my final objective is to increase the revenue, which is some kind of a dollar, but that will come if I solve this XYZ problems. Okay. Or maybe if I solve this XYZ problems, the results of that will be something. And that result, which will somehow influence the, Dollar value. For example, if I, if I take the uh, example of ad tech industry, we know that a lot of fraud is there, right? Yeah. So in that case, uh, uh, if someone is solving and helping to reduce the fraud, there is a high chance that people will trust on you. And when there is a trust, there will be some extra dollar of investment coming to Immobile. When the other advertisers or demand players will want to run your, their campaigns on Immobile portal. Okay. So that way you can see that indirectly you're solving something which is a fraud kind of a use case in your data science. But as a, as a side product or maybe you can say that second order effect, you're generating the extra revenue also. So uh, it comes when uh, when you think that uh, and that is that uh, that pretty much I call it as the maturity when when you di- when you are in the data science field and uh, when you to prove that your model is working, uh, it, it it's obvious that when you start on some problem, you define what kind of metrics I will say that this pop, this thing I have solved. So if I say that like, I have built a model called X model and uh, uh, if I'm clear before building the model, if I'm clear on the uh, the metrics based on that, I will say that okay, this model is working fine. 
or maybe that is a good or positive note for that model uh that way it will be uh, that will be it will be easy to basically generate in uh, uh, convert it to a number of dollar terms and all and i think product and business are quite good in that so <laughs> so, so you rely on yeah so if you if you make something which is working well as expected as you planned uh then then definitely it will have the impact and uh, uh, you can also convert it to the dollar impact and the other teams like uh, like the product team if you are working with the product because i closely work with the product right so in that case uh, uh, definitely that impact can be seen i i i think that's a really key point because you know when i coach engineers uh, many of them have these really good ideas that they want to be able to execute but it is not necessarily something that business cares and right. what you're really is focusing on is you are able to make a connection between with your between your work and also the revenue that your company uh, generates and right. and you know that in order for the product team and the marketing team to achieve their uh, their targets your work is 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 the key and if you do uh, do your work as they as per the expectations and they meet the revenue then you know uh, you are a key resource in uh helping them generate the revenue right and uh, one more point to add for example if you see uh when in the data science side uh, there will be few projects which will be kind of a research project where you don't know what kind of algorithm to apply absolutely there is a higher chance that typically uh, data sciences project go into a cycle of 3 months and more okay so uh, there is a chance that after 3 months also you don't have anything to prove right but you have invested a lot you have used yeah. GPUs, you have there's no no practical dollar value that you can see in that yeah. case you don't plan it well and if you don't know how much dollar value you are able to generate from this right and if and without knowing that if you are investing on this side uh, that's uh, that's a kind of a risk people take but uh, uh, it is always recommended to know that if this works also if this works in the best case what is the impact if that impact is better than whatever resources i am spending here or whatever the kind of infrastructure i am spending here uh, definitely it's worth to try and if not then maybe you can choose based on the company policies or maybe the, the leadership yeah. so sometimes what you're basically saying is uh, sometimes you uh, if you don't know the exact dollar value just make an estimate uh, right. on uh, uh, so so I, i'm curious like you know you are an architect and uh, i am assuming you have a team of people working for you so are you uh, so does your team ask you these questions like you know when they ask you these questions around how much uh, dollar value what is the impact i'm creating now uh, so how do you handle questions like that right um, so uh, i can say that in team there will be many people who will be not asking these questions but it's the right question to ask uh, and people will ask this question who are mature enough to understand that what what how much value i am able to generate uh, especially the senior folks will definitely ask this and in that case what works well for me is like uh, when this requirement comes to me right uh, as an architect i need to define the all i need to decide on all the changes on the engineering side also and plus the what kind of modeling i need to apply here right so uh, there will be multiple routes maybe a requirement business observe that okay they need this kind of feature smart platform in the uh, in the feature or maybe smart feature in the platform and uh, 
uh, product is aligned with this and then they are coming to me or maybe the product thought okay no in this quarter we want something like this to be there in the platform so that that will generate some kind of this much impact okay so in both the scenarios you will be pretty much knowing that what will be the final impact why we are doing that okay so in this scenario these i call it as easy scenarios because in that case you just need to translate what you agreed on so if i agree if if i'm agreeing from the engineering side or the architect side our product is also aligned and business is also aligned then pretty much we are speaking the same language and that way it's quite easy to now there will be scenarios where uh, you are taking a kind of initiative so you observe that okay no i, I know that okay in this system uh, i know this demand and supply match is happening right now and that is working quite well and i interact with the data and my team interact with the data and we realize that we are not applying any kind of a science where we are doing some some kind of a mix and match we work with this or this will work with that okay if we are not doing that it means we are just going with a uh, brute force or maybe a random kind of a allocation in the system and if that is good enough do we have any kind of science which can make it better if answer is yes okay if if it feels like okay no we can apply some kind of a modeling here where we can uh, where we can uh, have the right allocation of demand and supply so in that case it says okay it's a data pure data science problem now and we have the data also for that because we are in the system and we are seeing the data day in day out okay now what happens is if i need to see uh, what is what is the impact dollar impact we can generate that is that comes to me so in that case if i take a simple example if i know that okay maybe uh, right now if when i'm applying uh, uh, for example if someone is telling me that okay run this particular campaign i'll give you 100 dollars okay and if i am able to consume all the 100 i can say that okay we are in the best possible shape okay but if you are giving me 100 dollars and i am able to spend just 80 dollars okay so it means there is a possibility of investing this 20 dollars to some other kind of a supply okay uh, that those are like at tech terms but uh, uh, maybe it's uh, actually that will be important to basically you it will be important for me to use that so you know that okay you know that how much you are not able to spend actually okay how much you are not able to burn we call it as a burn or a spend right so in that case uh, if you count this one you have some kind of a rough number that i if i solve this in some way i will be able to basically get all this 100 and on that 100 i can generate some margin or profit that will be far better than generating margin on 80 dollars okay so really if we have some many instances like that if you multiply or some all of that we'll get some x dollars okay that becomes a potential impact for this particular problem statement okay and if i am clear on this then only uh, i will basically go ahead and uh, uh, see that uh, how the team should work and all those things now coming with the suppose this x dollars are coming maybe uh, maybe 500 dollars okay mm -hmm. and i know that i need to apply some kind of a uh, uh, i need to run some kind of a deep neural network and uh, to generate something like this and that is going to give me 500 extra dollars uh then it comes to a management side of things so if i say uh, in my team i have managers also okay so if you see someone will definitely objection this that okay you are going to generate 500 dollars but you are using 
this GPU for seven days. You are using four resources for this. Okay, and that is coming out more than more than whatever actually whatever value you are generating. So uh, if if you are sure that okay that is going to give me five hundred dollars only, okay. Uh, then in that case maybe that will be not a right decision to take to basically go ahead with this kind of this kind of experiments okay but if that is kind of kind of something which is far maybe 10 times more than what you are investing on maybe your resources and the infra cost uh, then it becomes the right choice to go ahead yeah oh that's pretty deep uh, analysis and you're going down the data science route to uh, to uh, figure out the impact and I think there's a huge lesson for every engineer out there because many engineers feel like, you know, they don't know the impact because especially when it comes to backend, they don't know what the impact is and things like that. But um, what you're sharing is, you know, it, it's, you feel energetic, you feel more motivated because you know the impact you're making. And it's right, not like right. any other school project. And, and when you can approach managers, they will be happy to share with you. And like you said, it's a great question to ask, but most of the team members do not ask. And again, asking those questions uh, helps you just feel, feel more motivated, more energetic uh, about, uh, and feel more purposeful uh, about right. the work uh, you do at your company. Right. So, um, and, and Krishna, you are a 40 under 40 data scientist, and that's a huge thing, uh, you know, in winning this award. Uh, first of all, congratulations uh, for that, and that did not happen too long ago either so tell us you know about uh, you know what uh, how you were able to get to that point uh, first and some of the maybe is you know key success factors yes so if i need to summarize i can say that uh, uh, mostly it depends upon three factors one will be the the kind of work you are doing at your workplace and uh, how much impact you're generating at your workplace because that is the first thing actually uh, if you're working primarily on some place or some workplace in some company, uh, your first order of impact will come from what kind of work you're doing there. Okay, what ex uh, what amount of dollars or what kind of value you're generating there. Uh, not every time it will be related to some kind of a dollar. Maybe uh, it can be kind of a branding also for the for the company and maybe other factors also. The second thing which I feel that important which I feel that is important for all, any of the awards or any of the recognitions like this is the kind of research you do in this field. And uh, if you see India, especially India market, we have a lot of applied scientists or machine learning engineers. Okay. Uh, but when you go to the deep research of the things where uh, a new kind of approach people are working on, we have a lot of people working on this. Uh, but the volume, the, if you see the proportion, uh, there are a lot of users, consumers of these models. Uh, but people going deep and basically creating something new, uh, this ratio is quite uh, uh, quite less. Yes. So uh, I see this research also plays a lot, a good role in this kind of recognition. Uh, in my last decade, I published few papers and I believe that also got counted for this. And uh, uh, I like... I, I can say I recommend everyone or suggest everyone to basically focus on the research part for sure because that is the kind of the thing where it will help to grow you also and grow your company and like grow this whole community actually. Uh, third, which is not the least actually, that is uh, the kind of contribution or the kind of 
uh, things you are giving back to the machine learning world or data scientist community. Uh, in my case, I started this MLA community long time back, and that is doing quite well. So if I see, uh, we recently when we completed our tenth project. Okay, so uh, we are able to onboard the students and the wow. uh, beginners in this domain, and they are getting help from the experts. And uh, so if you see this particular contribution, right, that is also kind of you are giving back to the uh, back to the data science community. That also on the voluntary basis. So those all things I believe will be counted if someone is uh, like planning or maybe wanted to see themselves in this proposition. Yeah, that's fantastic, and especially you know what you alluded to towards the end, which is uh, contribution towards the community. Uh, you might be really good at it, uh, but and what what you also end up ended up doing is creating this ML AI community, and I would love to hear uh, more about that. Uh, you know, uh, and and um, and what got you to start it? Uh, start uh, start such such a community. All right. So uh, when I was developer, actually, so there was a well, I can say there was a kind of a mindset in the uh, uh, in the industry that uh, if you are working as a Java developer, then no, 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 you cannot. What in future, or maybe if you're from some other backend uh, engineers or UI engineers, or any kind. Yeah, of I, I think that's still true. Isn't that true? Uh, uh no. <laughs> okay, I love to hear more. Uh, uh, because because the thing is, uh, mm -hmm. when you are an engineer or if you are a good engineer, uh, you already proved yourself that you are good in understanding the systems well. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the data science side, it totally depends upon what kind of interest you have. Uh, for my case, if I see uh, from the college days itself, I got an exposure to work on this and uh, I was having this bias of basically uh, working on ML side of things. Uh, but uh, when I started, I also started as a Java developer. Okay. And from that time itself, uh, if you see, if you go to the Coursera and all those Android NG courses and all those things, right? Stanford, MIT courses, which is coming from machine learning. I was pretty much doing those things on regular basis. Uh, I got a lot of certifications on all those things, but I realized that uh, that is something which is getting added to my resume and my, maybe my profile. Okay. But when you don't solve a particular problem, right? If you just go ahead with the kind of approaches which is there in the blog and all those things, uh, your, your information will be limited and you'll never go and uh, go do an hands-on experience on that. Or if you're doing that also, you are doing something which is there, which is, which is told in this particular video. So if you go to any, any of these, uh, uh, these things, uh, uh, pretty much people will start with uh, housing, predict housing pricing prediction or Titanic uh, survival prediction. These are like the first uh, if it's you like the Hello World program. Hello World program. <laughs> you will get these variants uh, or credit, credit scoring and all those things. You'll get a lot of variants of this. Okay. Uh, but that's not the reality. Maybe you wanted to solve something different. Maybe you wanted to solve something which maybe it's in your daily use. Okay. Or you thought, okay, maybe my phone should respond in such a way that it, uh, it should respond in my language itself. Okay. So you can think of any of these things, but still when you, when you learn these things, you're learning something which is not related to this. Okay. And that, uh, there I see a gap. So I realized that, uh, uh, people are, or the students or the uh, beginners who are in ML side, 
they are basically stays towards uh, few of the standard practices standard uh, 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 what you say standard algorithm standard problems okay and they are quite good at it but when you give a real use case if you say that okay no come and solve this click through rate prediction problem or maybe solve something which is uh, which is not there in the blog or which is not there in the assignment or which is not part of your capstone project at that time you are not getting the right intuition or right uh, approach to take that forward okay mm -hmm. and that is happening because uh, you have not tried something new uh, from like the way you do in your btech project or masters project or kind of a phd project right so whenever you do kind of your btp project or mtp project you invest a lot of time there and you get guidance from your professor so i realized why not to build something where uh, they, it will be a kind of uh, a community for beginners to expert and here the expert will come from both academics and industry because uh, you know, i interact a lot with the academic side and uh, because uh, uh, like uh, i like academics and uh, i was like i can say that okay um, i like phd guys who are who are doing phd or working on some on research topics so i see that there is a gap between the academic and the industry side and that gap is there in all like in the, that gap is there in the research plus also the thinking side also the amount of uh, the research which is going on academics is getting translated to industry but it's getting translated very late and uh, when a student is there in the college or maybe someone wants to learn this thing uh, if you go and check if you want to become if your objective is to become industry ready uh and if you go with the academic practice itself you will you will be a little less uh, which this community can help you to basically will help you to basically understand those things and uh, grow it in that direction and also if you want to go, go ahead and uh, want to build something which is close to the industry all those kind of projects can be taken care okay so uh, if i see these gaps like the gap between the academic and industry and also the kind of learning which you are getting for all these platforms right uh, those are good actually so i love them actually if i see I, i can say that i like coursera udemy and all those things i have also done a lot of courses there so uh, it's quite good uh, but i realize that if in this community if you come right and if i am a beginner and i know that i want to work on something like uh, uh, maybe a better attendance management system or like if you in the colleges you can do kind of a proxy and yeah you can say i did a science problem that okay no uh, what i want is i want a computer vision system to see both the things actually i want to listen the uh, tone also and i want to basically mm. view the also and Love sometimes that. difficult for many times actually difficult for professor or maybe the teacher to check out that these things are working fine so like <laughs> okay so if someone, is, if someone is trying that okay i want to build i want to work on something like this or maybe a kind of project like which you are doing in the community called library go which is a kind of when you go to the library and choose a book right so if you have 10 books okay and uh, uh, you are choosing something uh, the current library structure is you go then do a feed or you put into the computer system and then it will be allocated to you but uh, if you see the amazon amazon go concept you go and you check out the projects and uh, products and when you go out of the uh, that market uh, it will be built on your name similarly can be done for library also that is the one kind of a moonshot project which we are doing in the community and uh, uh, i can say that it is a kind of a unique pod 
where you get professors from IITs, NITs, IIITs, uh, industry professionals. So if a student is working in this pod, right, he's getting both the perspectives, whatever is coming from industry. Okay, nice. okay. uh, yeah. And uh, uh, like, for example, if I remember my college days, I'm not sure what is the current status right now, but uh, mostly the code reviews will be not that strict compared to what we do in the industry. So whatever code goes to the production right now industry, it will be reviewed by at least in my team, it will be reviewed by three people when it goes to the production. Uh, that kind of thing doesn't happen when you do kind of an assignment or a project in the in the college. Absolutely. The community is designed in such a way that it's an open source, first of all. It's an open source community where uh, all these things, all these your projects will go through a code review. That is one kind of a BP. And, uh, a student or a learner will get an opportunity to go and contribute to an open source. And uh, being a developer, anyone who is a good developer will definitely have a charm for contributing to open source. And that's why we uh, made it open source. I worked with my friend uh, uh, Chhatrish. Uh, he's also from IIT Guwahati itself. So he also joined me in this journey. And uh, uh, this way, uh, we somehow manage the mode, uh, load that uh, we make sure that whatever is going the community is thoroughly reviewed. Uh, we give all those comments and uh, the kind of, uh, uh, I can say that this is, uh, I'll not say the first one, but uh, this is the kind of community which is built in Bharat and that is for the outside world. Anyone can use it. Uh, and uh, initially right now, the uh, right now Indian professors are onboarded from great institutes like uh, I can say that IIT Kharagpur and uh, Triple IT, Raipur, and all these people are already wow. included. And uh, lucky to have that 10 projects are already con con completed in this. Fantastic. So, hoping that in future we'll have something which will. And this gives me a lot of. And this all things we are doing on voluntary basis. So there's no monetary gain. But what you're getting as an expert is if I work on a very specific problem, okay, I will. It will be kind of thing that, okay, maybe down the line. I will have very deep understanding of one thing, but I will not have a broader picture of how to solve other things also. But using this community, when a, when a good student or a, a pod is working and he's solving something, uh, you are also getting an exposure. It's not like you are not learning. So it's basically, it's in a concept that if you're an expert also, you are still learning actually. And that it grows. So uh, in expert plus plus and uh, students are becoming or learners are becoming uh, maybe uh, expert in future. That's a very, that's a fantastic platform, first of all. And I, you know, during my years as an engineer, I wished I had I had something like this, uh, okay. especially considering that I can access all these experts like yourself and many other professor, uh, absolutely for free of cost. And uh, you're being, you're very generous in, in donating your time to help other students and mentor them. And I wouldn't think I wouldn't, uh, uh, I couldn't find a reason why any engineer who is hoping to become, uh, have a successful career in data scientist, why wouldn't they use it? Right. So, um, so Krishna, uh, again, thank you for such a wonderful project. And if they, if any of the mentors or students who wants to, or students or any uh, potential people who wants to uh, become a data scientist want to access these um, uh, these projects or, or your your uh, community, uh, how can they contact you? Yeah, so it's very uh, basic. You can go to ml-ai.in. Uh, that is our web page. And 
uh, uh, it's accessible and you can uh, go ahead and join our LinkedIn group also. Uh, you can join, get the LinkedIn group uh, reference from the community itself, from the ml-ai.in ML itself. And uh, we have, like, if you want to contribute to this community, uh, you can you can choose whatever the existing products going on. So what we'll do is we'll add it to some kind of a pod where if you are interested in a project, like we are doing a project called uh, road condition prediction. So what is the, what, uh, like this road is good or bad. Okay, so if you want to work on this, maybe you can subscribe to that particular, this one, we'll review your application and then we'll add to that pod based on the uh, demand basis. Similarly, if you have some kind of a, a new project proposal, so Suppose you want to work on something which you thought of, okay, and you're not sure you are coming from an engineering background, but you don't know how to apply what kind of model I need to apply here, but you know the problem statement. Okay, so in that case, just go ahead and projects a proposal site uh, where you can go and submit that form that I want to work on this and definitely someone, someone from the uh, community side who is expert in that domain will reach out to you and will build a pod. Uh, a small pod which will work on that problem. So you'll get a guidance on how to approach the problem in the right way. You'll get all those mentorships and you'll also get uh, uh, like if you need a kind of a, what is it, uh, a session if that is required. And if we are in the same city, uh, meetups are also, uh, also recommended. So we have the meetups also. So we do it for the pod. So if, if three people are working on the projects, uh, uh, based on their convenience, they decide to do kind of a video call or maybe kind of uh, regular meetups based, based on uh, based on everyone's availability and uh, uh, if they are on the, located on the same place or not. Okay. Uh, one more thing is like, uh, if someone is very geeky and uh, don't <laughs> to access the website and LinkedIn group, and it's actually it's recommended to join the LinkedIn group because uh, that way people, if you are working something and if you're showing your uh, kind of projects in the community, uh, it has quite good uh, experts in that. So maybe um, a good exposure to connect with the great people there. And uh, uh, for the geeky, geeky people, if you go search on Google, say that MLAI committee, uh, pretty much this will be right now, I think first or second link you'll get as a GitHub link. Uh, that will be pure code. You can go there. You can fork that repo. You can clone that and whatever you want to start, you can start it here. But make sure whatever you are doing and if you're good enough, you want to contribute. Uh, if that is going to be the same standard as MLA community standard, you'll definitely have that access to basically contribute to it. And it's not like that uh, uh, we will not help you that not, that that requires some change. It will be on the review basis. So everything will come into the review. We'll, uh, we will fix that things and uh, you can contribute it uh, itself. So uh, all the mentors are also welcome if someone wants to basically contribute it in a, like uh, on the voluntary basis and uh, uh, want to contribute growing this community, that can be also done. Yes. Fantastic. And also I'll be leaving a link uh, in the description on yes. uh, and on how you can uh, find these github links and uh, yes. everything yep. so they can just click on the links in the description if they want to access it so wonderful um so let's go a little deeper and i want to find out all the secrets you have in becoming this amazing data scientist so tell us about your uh, problem solving approach uh, and um, and at a deeper level on what's your philosophy behind um Problem solving, so all engineers can be become like you. Okay. 
uh, that's actually quite a good question and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and i think that the right philosophy is required in data science if you want to approach a problem and the first and the most important thing is how you are formulating the problem for example if i see my experience in mbi i've worked a lot on the ad tech uh, fraud detection side fraud detection and prevention uh, side of problems and uh, uh what i realized is when you take a problem and if you formulate it well formulation means when uh, uh when you are able to break that problem which is a layman time uh, layman kind of a uh, statement if you are able to convert into a uh, problem directly or maybe some kind of multiple sub problems where you are able to define it mathematically saying that okay i want to, if i say example of fraud maybe i'll say that okay i have this fraud variable i want to minimize this considering my scale or maybe my revenue or my profit should be should not have that change okay so in that case you will define that okay these are all the variables in my system and i want to optimize on something given these constraints this is just one example but uh, yeah. uh, 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 it comes it will be diff- different for different kind of application different kind of problems but uh, the first question you need to ask is that uh, the problem which you are trying to solve it's a data science problem or not as i explained earlier in the talk uh, and uh, when you show that it's a data science problem definitely as the industry or the research has grown to the point that it will be not a problem which is not touched by anyone actually so some variants of that problem will be there for sure okay so you'll be knowing that okay my if i'm solving a very tough problem that will be kind of extension for something which is there which is not solved that is possible but uh, it is uh, kind of difficult to uh, think of something which is which no one has thought till date uh, that is possible but it's uh, it's quite di- difficult so first thing is the formulation of the problem then the second thing which i feel as a secret ingredient is the uh, how you generate the sub problem so if i say that okay i want to reduce fraud but fraud is the problem fraud reducing fraud is well, i want to minimize this f variable okay i want to reduce it but what all different kind of sub problems are dependent on this f so if i am able to find out those what will happen is i will have those sub problems and then it becomes easy to those crack those sub problems to finally crack the overall objective okay so defining the sub problems is uh, one of the key uh, thing uh, for example in our case uh, uh, as i mentioned many times you get a request that okay uh, i want to have the right uh, like increase my revenue for this particular quarter in that case i know that uh, uh different kind of levers could be redu- reducing fraud also if i reduce fraud that can be one lever if i reduce uh, if i make a right uh, demand and supply allocation that could be one one problem right so all that way you can define dig deep and you can think what all sub problems you want to solve now uh when when typically what i do is when i decide that i am going to solve this problem uh i also define what is the success criteria or success metrics for this so if i am saying that okay this science will work then on what basis i will say that this is working okay so if you define this in mathematical terms people say that okay i'll use log loss log loss functions or maybe uh maybe some kind of a confusion matrix or 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 maybe f1 score to come up with that okay this is working fine or if you're not thinking in that term you'll say something like if i take the last when i put this model in production and if i am solving a fraud problem for 
fraud problem. Ideally, I should see lesser fraud in this particular in the next few days, right? Yeah. That is the right uh, true indication of this. If that mm-hmm. is not happening, uh, there is no meaning of getting a better performance score or better accuracy of that model. Okay, so that way uh, you need to define what is the success criteria. Now, uh, one important fact which uh, I truly believe is uh, as the data science projects are kind of uh, quite of a uncertainty based or it requires. A, uh, a kind of research so in that case it is important to set the right baseline so i do for for all the exercises which i do i pretty much set the baseline and the baseline is i can say that uh, if i know that okay i need to solve this particular problem if that can be solved manually applying some kind of rules or maybe checking with someone if i go to some expert which is who is working uh, in uh, in in the business side or product side and say that okay no no if you go and if you do this kind of uh, uh, based on my domain knowledge or gut feeling if you do something like this this will work if that is true then the first thing what i do is i automate that process okay i ask my team to automate that process because in that way i know that i need to this is a kind of bench, benchmark i need to perform better than this then it's a science if i say that no i'm uh, after doing all this uh, jing jang and all this modeling <laughs> perform something which this guy was saying okay <laughs> this rule this works so in that case uh, there's not much sense so you need to define your benchmark or baseline many times the 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 domain knowledge or the kind of basic models like linear models or the tree based models works quite well so in my case i can say that uh, uh, tree models so quite well in my case so rule based and tree based models works so that that help me to define the baseline or benchmark okay now uh, when it comes to uh, when you build something right uh, so uh, there is a linear model or a rule based model which you applied to solve a particular problem and uh, you are going ahead with a neural network or some other kind of a complex model and in the offline fashion you know that it's actually working well okay but still you need to do a competition that whatever is a linear model that is also in production now in offline world this my this deep neural network is working well but you cannot directly that's not a right practice to basically switch off this one and take this one so you need to do some kind of ab testing that okay uh, i will prove this in production also this is working better than this that's why the whole traffic or the uh, in next month this will be my primary focus or this will take care of all the things and slowly you will move the linear model the or whatever model it was there in production you will take that down okay so you need to plan for the ab test kind of scenarios also and uh, uh, before uh, uh, starting any work what i recommend to everyone or what i follow is always think about who is the consumer for this model and plan in that way that you are clear about the whole pipeline so uh, when you think of i know that it requires a team so it's i'm not it's not just a responsibility of data scientists you have data engineers there are people who are, are working on the devops side of ml but if you are at a level who is taking care of these things or managing these things it is very much important to understand that if i'm building this x before building x i should be clear that how this x is going to production so that particular pipeline you should be clear of so uh, what i believe is like if these things are clear uh, there is a good chance that uh, it you you will be able to crack it in a right way uh, still there is no guarantee on data science there is a possibility that after you do all these practices your model is not working well in production and uh, that is a kind of 
uh, what you say uh, that's why it goes again with the uh, what is a kind of research where you will again read right and think of a new modeling but if you plan your uh, this thing in uh, in a right way maybe in the next attempt you just need to switch off this model and apply something new you don't need to think about this pipeline again if you are if you have thought it quite well so that is the key takeaway and that's that's where i see that the engineers turned data scientists are better uh, people here because they understand this this piece of the world also yeah how you solve some of the most complex problems after considering all the logical steps that you encountered right so uh, if i need to take the example i'll say that uh, the fraudulent problem which i have solved at inmobi uh, mm-hmm. that is a huge one because uh, in the dollar terms it helps us to basically uh, get some i cannot disclose the numbers but it helps in getting some kind of uh, some extra dollars to the company and also building the trust like uh, like 500 dollars you would say <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> also the branding of the company also and also uh, the trust more on you okay uh and uh, my journey is like uh, uh we we got this problem i think around 3 and 1/2 years back okay mm-hmm. and uh, at that time we we have not planned it actually we have gone through this ad hoc cycle of basically jumping directly to the solution part and uh, working on what kind of model can solve it and uh, then realize that okay no when we when we failed for the first time it was like uh it was very difficult and uh, the next time also we were able to put the similar kind of effort and that's why the came we basically realized that keeping it in order and keeping keeping a philosophy or keeping a structure in mind is important and in this particular problem i say that uh, we we uh, i cannot share about the algorithms and all here okay but sure. but we we have made the the pipeline in such a way that whenever uh, it comes okay we have the models which can tell at that qps like we are getting around 20 30k qps clicks okay uh, and at that scale we are able to tell that that particular click is is a fraud click or not it's coming from fraud body or some someone good okay and we are also able to see what is the kind of potential this particular click has okay so if you see this right now we have some model when we place this particular thing in order uh, we treated around uh, at exactly around eight times actually okay so i can say that uh, in these all eight iterations we don't need to touch up the pipeline what we have done is just worked as a data scientist to change the models okay not work as a data engineer or devops and all those things to basically change the pipeline this part so that thing actually helped me in this particular whole process of basically uh, uh formalizing and basically making it stable and making in such a way that now it has dependency on just the data science data scientist not the whole team so because with the the when 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 you build this pipeline it's not like the only the data scientist is building so it require people from like if the when the click comes it will come to the click server so click server owner should know that what he needs to do okay so he he is in the critical path he should know so there will be multiple people involved in this process okay but we, if you set up it in a right way maybe next 
iteration of the next exercise uh, you will not need that bandwidth of that person to basically again do all these kind of changes okay so that was kind of a good learning and uh, 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 regarding the approaches uh, pretty much we tried from uh, like uh, basic one to the like deep neural ways okay uh, in between something worked <laughs> yeah. so so you you basically tried many different option and you know uh, something worked and 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 would you say it's purely logical like you know trying different things or is it beyond logical wherein you tapped into intuition you know or or based on how things were so what uh, what i realized is and uh, uh, in my experience i've seen that uh, uh, if you have the right intuition uh, and uh, if you are able to put the hypothesis right because when you start something you take some kind of assumptions that okay if i do something this will happen okay uh, it is a right choice to basically prove those things on databases that uh, whatever you are saying that is logic uh but uh, 50% of the time that uh, that kind of data will be not available at least uh, in the nature of the problems which i have solved or which i have deal with uh, the nature of the data is not in such a way that uh, you will be able to prove your hypothesis at the first place so you need to do your your experiments for sure okay uh, but uh, based on the domain knowledge if you check with uh, if you are interacting well with the people who are dealing with the platforms on day to day basis there is a high amount of chance or a high chance that your intuition or the uh, the things the domain knowledge which you captured based on these people and then thought of some kind of a intuition or the thought of some hypothesis or uh, there is a higher chance that will work okay so i prefer prefer that kind of approach uh, compared to uh, pure logic logical reasoning Uh, because if you go for the pure logical reasonings, uh, there will be fifty percent uh, chance that you'll be stuck at some place that you don't have anything to prove. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, one of the things that many uh, you know aspiring data scientists ask is: Is math necessary to become a good data scientist? So, what what's your uh what's your uh, answer to that uh i'll say that uh, being good in maths is actually plus okay uh but if you are not interested or not from the mathematical background okay uh still there is a high potential high chance that you will you will be able to build models in the data science world uh one of the reason which i why i feel this is data science is a interdisciplinary field and you get uh, people working from physics going into this domain and a lot of domain actually okay and uh, there are people from a statistics side so if, if if i take statistics people who are coming from that background uh those will be the right kind of people here okay but uh, if you see the if you see the industry you'll find that uh, mostly engineer turn data scientist or engineers who have done some kind of data science kind of a project or my uh, kind of courses like that or maybe some kind of a degree in data science or they are working quite well in this okay so uh, uh, maths i'll say that maths will help you for sure if you are good at it and if you have right amount of interest in data science where uh, when you build a model you want to dig deep and see that uh, what's happening inside uh, 
uh, I can say that uh, pretty much only 10 to 15 percent people lies in this kind of uh, scenario where they want to go deep and see why this particular thing is working. If you come to this kind, if you are in that 10%, I can say that uh, uh, based on the nature of the data or based on the problem, if that is not a standard pro problem which can be solved from any existing model, you will still have that intuition, you still have that math with you which will help to modify those kernels, modify those layers, modify those formulas to come up with something which will fit well for your nature of the data. Okay, so that will be one kind of advantage you will get. Uh, but uh, in my opinion, uh, 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 not having maths as a major or maybe not much interest in math also will make you a decent plus data scientist for sure. Uh, I know many people who are not much interested in data uh, in the maths. Uh, they are working quite good, good and they are, they are building models in computer vision, NLP and whatnot. Yeah. Great. Um, and, and so this is my personal interest. Uh, um, so, you know, you obviously had a lot of interest in research and uh, you did your master's program and then you now an architect. Obviously you have a lot of passion in, 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 in this industry. So tell me how did, what's your motivation? Like, you know, uh, behind, uh, you know, many people also aspire to become great data scientists, but they don't necessarily take the initiatives take the steps to uh, do things that they're supposed to be doing. So, uh, and, and how did you, how are you able to maintain your focus and stay committed to this industry? What drives you? Okay, okay. Uh, I'll say in that case is, uh, 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 I like to basically, what do say, I like maths also. I come from it. <laughs> I like maths, okay. Uh, Maybe that could be a reason that uh, I like the math behind the models also. Okay. And that's why uh, I like research also. Okay. Things are logical. Okay. Everything, everything makes total sense. It's all tied together. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, when it comes to, uh, if I need to think that uh, the motivation part, uh, there could be different kind of motivations for everyone. It depends on the person. Uh, I'll say that if a person who is interested on uh, in some kind of a uh, gain in terms of career boost or something like this, uh, AI is or data science is not just a buzzword. People are using it, and uh, I know that it's used in industry. Uh, there's a different in difference in the uh, expectations and the reality. For example, you will when you learn all those things, and when you learn deep linear networks. Uh, and join a company and you think that you'll be applying deep neural networks itself, but uh, <laughs> you'll feel that, you no, know, the basic models are working far better than the, uh, the, the most complex models. models. Uh, so that will come uh, as the time goes, but uh, from the career boost point of view, I'll say that uh, uh, if someone is looking in this direction, uh, that, okay, he wants to boost his career, Definitely, data science is data science is one thing which which will give motivation. Maybe that is one kind of motivation one can get. Similarly, the other thing is like uh, if I talk about my motivation, where I come from, I'll say mm -hmm. that uh, uh, when I see that I'm able to contribute something, for example, this open source community itself, or if I'm able to generate some kind of a value 
either at my workplace or uh, I'm able to help someone in the machine learning side who wants to, to wanted to grow in this. Uh, I feel that kind of a, that as a kind of a satisfaction which I'm not felt in my software engineering role. Uh, it was also quite good. Everything was good, but uh, uh, it and uh, it was having good monetary benefits also. But when you compare the kind of satisfaction, it was not there. Now, yes. yeah, and that is, I feel that uh, that particular satisfaction is giving me uh, uh, a kind of more energy towards working on these things. Uh, like on daily basis with more energy and so on. So that's what keep me uh, basically growing, keep learning, keep sharing like that. Yeah. Keep learning, keep sharing. I think that's a, that's a good note I have to leave our audience with. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, and, and when you keep sharing and you're seeing the impacts, you're, you're getting more energy back from the people who are impacting and that keeps you keep doing, that, that motivates you to keep doing more. Mm-hmm. And that's how you keep going. And then you can win an award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's again, you know, that's a that's a you know gift again. Uh, that's, uh, for all, everything that you did. So any any uh, you know departing remarks to the audience? Uh, anything that else that you want to leave them with before? Yes. So I'll say that uh, I strongly believe that. Uh, uh, people from any kind of background can succeed in data science, especially the engineers who are strong engineers, right? Uh, There's a huge scope. If you want to learn it, definitely there's no block, not interested in math. Still, there is a huge chance, huge potential here. Uh, Don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop. Uh, Contribute to MLAI community. And uh, keep sharing. And uh, basically that's all. So, and, Apart from the engineers also, I'll say that if someone is from the product side or the business side or any of the sides, right, I can make for any of the domains. So because uh, AI applications are not just built for few of the industries, uh, you'll see the spectrum is quite uh, uh, huge. Okay. So a uh, variety of the industries are using it, academics are using it. Uh, 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 maybe if you see if you have the Netflix uh, uh, documentaries, uh, politicians are also using it. Yeah, so, so so it has. It's not a buzzword. It's actually used in this thing. So if you are coming from any of these things, like if you are coming from product, you can think of how I can uh, have this AI values or AI enabled platforms. Okay, while building a product, I can think of that action that. That is not a data scientist role, but you can become a smarter product manager for product side of things. Similarly, if you're coming from a business angle, you can think what kind of a personalized customer experience I can give or maybe something in that domain that also. So if you see the amount of knowledge uh, which a business needs or a product needs and a data scientist needs is a different. But it's a, it's a kind of if you if you go in this domain, uh, it has quite good opportunities, actually. That's one thing. And uh, finally, uh, I'll suggest everyone to basically do some kind of projects in MLA community for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the link is in the description below. Uh, you can click on it. And, and thank you, Krishna, for your time in, 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 in sharing your uh, expert advice to our audiences. And there are many people who are aspiring to be um, data scientists. And you have given different range of advice. People who just are starting out as data scientists, 
what can you do? Uh, go to a ML, ML AI community. Yeah. And those engineers who are already data scientists, how can you win awards? He has provided you advice for that. So I think this is, you have left them with a lot of uh, valuable information. And I think you're not just a really good scientist, you're just a great human being uh, with every, all the projects that you're doing uh, and, and trying to give back to the community uh, completely on a voluntary basis. So thank you again for everything that you're doing and for your time, taking time uh, to do this interview uh, with us. Thank you. Thanks, Aditya. Uh, thanks uh, for everything. And uh, it was great interacting with you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Hopefully you learned some important nuggets to uncover the rock star from inside of you. If you have any questions, you can reach me on my email at aditya at whoweare.io. It's A-D-I-T-Y-A at whoweare.io.